Let's get real. Who wants to have another surface level conversation? Not us. I'm Samantha. And I'm Christian. Two friends having raw but truth-filled conversations about the messiness of life. So buckle up and don't be shy. Because, yep, we're We're going going there. there. Hi, Samantha. Hi. Hi. Okay, guys, we were just having a debate. It is a very hot summer day here. I think it's like 98 degrees. Mm -hmm. And I was just asking a couple friends, and now I'm asking Samantha, are you someone who, when you get in your car, are you someone who, like, blasts the AC right away? Or do you like to feel the burn of the heat in the car? Okay, we both agree. We love to feel the burn. (laughs) Does this make us psychotic? You know, I got in the car with someone... I think it was a coworker. We were on our way to lunch and it was the same thing. And she immediately like rolled all the windows down and then like let the air burst, you know, to get the hot air out. And I was just like, oh, I kind of liked it. Like, especially if you're sitting in a really cold building or office and then to go sit in your hot car. Like I sometimes just sit there and marinate for a second. Oh, me too. Before I start driving. Literally like, again, this probably makes me sound psycho, but I literally normally sit there like chills go all over my body and I just like kind of sit there for a second and then start driving. It's kind of cold in your house where we're recording right now. We should go sit outside. It feels so good. It feels so good. It does. Anyways, we are kicking off summer. You might be listening to this at a later time, but yeah, just enjoying all that summer brings and excited to get back together and talk about some more topics for our podcast. So what are we talking about today, Christian? Yeah, today we wanted to talk about how to navigate making big decisions in life. Obviously, you may be listening to this and you may be in a different life stage than what Samantha and I are in. But in our mid to late 20s, we have already made a few like big decisions in our life, but also we're going to make several more. And it's hard to figure out how are you supposed to make those decisions. Maybe that's a decision like what to study in school, where to go to school, to go to school, if that's to date someone or to marry someone or to get engaged or if that's to change jobs or what job to take or... To have another child. I I feel like we have a lot of friends right now. It's like, do we have that third? Do we have that fourth? Yep. All the things. Yeah. Do we buy that house? Is that a smart decision? Do we? Do I get a minivan? Ooh, I caved. <laughs> I got a minivan. Does that make me uncool? People are going to be like, she's not cool. I'm not listening. No, it's your swagger wagon. <laughs> <laughs> Is that something that people still say? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe this just, we just makes us both yeah. really uncool. But yeah, yeah cool. I mean, these are all big decisions. And I feel like we've all been in that moment where we wish we just had a magic eight ball to just shake it and give us that direct answer. I actually was able to lead a, it's a college ministry called Veritas through our church this last fall and spring. And I just think I was taken back to that time in life. They were all seniors about to graduate and coming out of a year of being schooled during a pandemic, trying to decide like what steps were next. A few of them were engaged. A few of them had really serious boyfriends that were maybe leading to engagement. Some were trying to decide to follow a boy here, stay with a boy there, go to law school, go to vet school, turning down applications here to hope for the better thing there. And they were constantly coming to me to basically like tell them what their decisions should be. And I just remember thinking like, I can't make this decision for you and remembering how hard and heavy that feels in the moment, but just almost smirking in a way of like, not in a, I don't know, in a making fun of them way, but more to just say like, it's going to work out because God seriously is giving you all these choices. And for the most part, they're all great choices. As long as you're seeking wisdom and discerning it, I don't think you can go wrong. 
But there's definitely things that we can do to help lead us to the right decision. Yeah. Obviously, on our side of things, like when you're listening to those girls on your side of the story, you're like, it all works out. But like when you're in the middle of making those big decisions, it's really hard. But I think like ultimately as Christians, we have to choose. Like it speaks about in like Ephesians that like, our days are already ordained by Christ. Like he already planned everything that's going to happen. And so, yes, we get to make these decisions, but like ultimately like his will is done and he like makes those things happen, how he like deems them to be done. But like we were just thinking through a few of our like personal decisions we've made. I have made many like career decisions. Obviously I'm married and have kids. And so I remember debating like, is it the right time to start having kids? I remember, I mean, if you guys know anything about Andrew and I's dating experience, we broke up a couple of times. So it was a big ordeal. Like when we got engaged and we got married and I sought a lot of wisdom, but like those things are just heavy when you're in the middle of it, that it's like really hard to, you know, figure out what to do and figure out like what is the right thing to be doing. Yeah, same for me. I mean, I think in our story, getting married young was really a big decision because that's not something that people were necessarily, I mean, all of our friends and family were really supportive, but I think other people that didn't understand, I don't know, we just had to be really confident in that decision because it was a little bit out of the ordinary. And so I remember really struggling through that. And then in our life personally, kind of, More recently, actually, we were always really pushed to consider a lot of really intense fertility treatments after some of our pregnancy loss. And a lot of them we did pursue and seek out. And when we kind of made the decision to use adoption to add to our family, we felt really confident in that. And even more recently, as we are starting our second adoption process, we sat with a doctor who just really, really, really wanted us to pursue a path of surrogacy specifically. And I am what you would consider like the perfect ideal case for surrogacy because I can get pregnant, but my uterus cannot carry a baby to full term. And so it's really hard when you have this doctor sitting here giving you all the facts and telling you like how great it would be and how easy of a situation it would be. But then to kind of take that into consideration with our values and that's a whole nother topic if we wanted to ever <laughs> look at the biblical ethic, ethic, efficacy, efficacy. <laughs> sorry, I struggle with words, biblical efficacy of surrogacy and obviously not for us to really get into. But regardless of that specifically, I think that was hard for me. My flesh wanted one thing and I feel like I really had to put my feelings kind of aside and really seek out wisdom and hear some things that were honestly hard to hear from our pastor who's also a friend and some other mentors in our life of telling me like, well, you haven't thought about this, that, or the other. And then taking that and ultimately coming to the decision that we knew was right for us, which was to continue adding to our family through adoption. But it feels really heavy. I mean, those aren't little things. And I still look back at that decision and I had multiple people tell me, you know, you're not going to be punished by God if you choose this other path. You're not going to be unloved by him or being disobedient necessarily. But there are times in our life where we have two good decisions. God's calling us to really seek out him and make the best of the two. And I think a lot of times that can have to do with, okay, one decision might be more comfortable and just feel more easy, like an easier path. And that's not always where God's calling us. Yeah. Yeah. And ultimately, I think, yeah, that is a hard thing because I think one decision is normally more like safe, more comfortable, maybe easier. Just a lot of things about it feel more secure to you. And maybe the other is not. And so I think it is this like hard thing that you are like 
I hear you say, you know, Justin and I sought wisdom from these people. Like, I want to hear a little bit more of like, what did that look like for you? Because like, how did you guys go about that? Well, I think this kind of takes us back to a whole different topic as well of like, if you don't already have a community and people in your life, when you come to these big kind of crossroads in life, I really don't know who you would go to. I mean, we have mentors set up from the first year of our marriage on. We have a small group community. We have friends who are other believing couples to help guide us and give us wisdom. We have a relationship with our pastor. And so if I didn't have those things already set in place, I probably would be panicking a little bit of like, okay, who do I ask about this? Do I just listen to a random podcast or flip my Bible open to a random verse and hope I get my answer, which please don't do that. <laughs> Jen Wilkin would say, please don't do that. <laughs> Close a lot your of pe- eyes and A just lot of people point. would say, please don't do that. But anyways, I think that's a good point. I mean, it's important to set up community and have strong people in your life that you really trust and that you've already given permission to say like, hey, you can speak into my life. If you see Justin and I going down a path that you know isn't our intentions. And I mean, ultimately it was up to Justin and I, but but those people helped lead us to the decision that I think I know deep down we wanted to make from day one, but we were letting a lot of other voices in, a lot of scientific, worldly doctor voices that were really honestly great practical knowledge, but I just knew deep down that wasn't true. And so I don't know. I mean, who do you seek for wisdom or like, do you think that's the same for you? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think, again, like Andrew and I have like a support system of people who we would also go to in these decision making times. But I do think like, I think ultimately as Christians, we have to also step back from these decisions and say like our ultimate goal is to pursue like holiness and to glorify God in our decision making. Like obviously you and Justin right there are talking about a really big decision, like bringing children into the world. Like that's a big deal. But like we could take this down to like, what if your big decision is buying a house? Like, is that a smart decision for you to make right now? And I remember even, so like even on a minuscule sales minuscule scale we wow, we're like yeah, we're struggling <laughs> good thing we're recording a podcast but it's just you know so I don't want you to hear something at the story and feel like well my decision's not as big as that yeah, like very true. that's obviously a big decision that's has a lot of weight behind it but like you can be making your own big but like smaller decisions and I think in all of those things like we are called to pursue a way of like holiness and to pursue like ultimately glorifying God in those decisions. And so like he cares about those things. He cares about if it's a big decision, if it's a small decision. So I think too, like along with a wise like set of counsel and like getting wisdom from other people, I think ultimately like praying about that decision and going to Christ and having a personal and intimate relationship with him so that you can pray for wisdom. I mean, in the times that I have sought wisdom over just big decisions, I've obviously like talked to my husband and these other people about it, but it ultimately comes down to like, I know no decision is going to be like make or break if, you know, Christ loved me or not, but it can feel like a really big deal. And I pray a lot. Like I know my sin tendencies and I know my sin struggles. And a lot of times I'm praying against those things that like, Lord, don't make me make a decision out of pride. Don't make me make a decision out of so that I can feel like I'm an achiever. Like ultimately God, like I want you to be glorified. I want you to be shown in this decision. So like what path is going to make you, you glorified? Yeah. I mean, that's such a good point in that example I was talking about earlier. I remember Justin and I were on different pages at first. And so a lot of my prayer was like, Lord, first of all, align my heart for what you want me to be doing. Cause I know right now my flesh feels differently. And second, align Justin and I's hearts. Like, I don't know if you're married or in a 
intimate relationship, even if it's like a family relationship and you've ever disagreed on a really big decision, that is like one of the worst feelings in the world. Because the person you like care most about and that has to make that decision with you, like ultimately you guys need to be aligned. And so it's just a hard thing. And I remember praying that constantly. And yeah, I think let's go back down to, I mean, God cares about where I send my daughter to preschool. God cares about how I spend my money. God cares about how I spend my free time on a Friday and Saturday. God cares about how much alcohol I consume or how I use my body. I mean, I think when we're putting any of these decisions through a bigger kind of sifter of like, okay, Lord, like I want every decision I make to glorify you. When we start to live that way with big decisions, it does filter down to the small. And ultimately, like you said, there's probably not going to be a right or wrong in every situation. I think if there is, Hopefully that's when that wise counsel is sitting there to say like, actually, that could lead to some major sin in your life or that is not healthy or you need to turn and flee from that. And that should be pretty evident. I mean, obviously, a lot of times we don't like to admit those things or see them. But you're right. Oftentimes it isn't those blatant things. Yeah. And you know what? I actually love what you said there. And I almost want to reverse it because I'm sitting here thinking like, yeah, we get to make these big decisions and we all probably make big decisions quite often, you know, one a year or something like that. But even as you say that, like your big decisions will filter down to your small decisions. I kind of think actually the opposite because like our life is full of decisions. Like I wake up every day deciding what to wear, deciding, you know, like what to eat, like all of these things. And I actually think if we can get in a good practice of like being faithful, Faithful and pursuing holiness in those small decisions, when we are making a big decision, I think like God is glorified in that, that like it is our natural like habit or like routine to just make decisions that align with his glory. And so I think it's kind of like actually the opposite of like, I think that's a cool idea of like, you know, it's a hot topic to be like, how do you make smart, big decisions? But actually we should probably all be talking about like, no, how do I glorify God? Like in the mundane, how do I glorify him? And just like the decision of what to put on my body, should I eat a pop tart or should I eat like a smoothie with berries and like flaxseed? I think my point in that is like, we're not often (laughs) stopped. That was the dumbest example, but you guys no, get my point. I, you know? I like it. Do you eat that? I mean, I eat the smoothies. I wish I would eat Pop Tarts, but can't do that. I think my point, and I'm agreeing that it's like wrong. We need to retrain our minds, but we're not waking up in the morning usually thinking, okay, what I dress, like yes. how can I like seek God in this? We're not. And that's, I mean, if you are, like that's obviously where we all want to grow and be. But I think what happens a lot of times is we're going about our life, you know, kind of living for ourselves. And and then we're hit with a big decision that kind of brings us to our knees to feel like, oh, crap, like I need to pray about this. I need to seek wisdom. And so I think my thought in saying that was more that that kind of brings us to a halt a lot of times in our lives and then makes us rethink a lot of things under that. Ultimately, yeah, it should be the opposite of way around. But I just don't think practically we are thinking like, OK, as I'm choosing today what to eat, I'm doing this to glorify God. Yeah, but that's a like no. good perspective both way, because I think I agree probably whichever way you look at it. <laughs> yes, I no, agree I, and disagree. We, no, I we, agree as well. But I do think that's a good point of like, again, when we talk about making these big decisions, we normally want like an angel to come out of the clouds and for it to be like, you should choose this job or this career path, or you should choose this person to date. And we act like it is like we want an angel to come out of the sky, or we want a magic eight ball, or we want our friend, or we want our mentor to be like, you should make this decision. And I think ultimately, like what we're saying here too, is that like, it just doesn't work like that. It doesn't. And ultimately like God allows us will in making those decisions, but like ultimately his way 
goes and like he chooses all those things and he makes those things happen as he planned them. And so I think what we can do as Christians though, is be faithful in those steps and pray for wisdom and seek counsel from others to like pursue holiness and making those things happen. Yeah, I like that. I think too, we said this in a different episode, but when you are growing in your relationship with Christ and growing in holiness, a lot of times we're given wisdom to make these decisions. And so it's not something that we have to stress about or freak out about. Almost, I don't want to say trust yourself because my other point to that was going to be never make a decision on a whim. Like give yourself a few days. If it has to be a quick turnaround decision, at least a few days to think it through, talk it through, pray it through. Because I think like, really quick decisions, at least in my life, usually aren't the best because they're coming from emotion and not any kind of practical thinking or just spiritual depth. But I think we can trust ourselves more to know that, okay, I have the Holy Spirit. I'm in touch with what God wants for my life right now. I can make this decision with my own wisdom and I don't need to sit and mill over it for hours and hours for three weeks straight. No, and that makes me think too, in another episode, we talked about like priorities of how we should be living and prioritizing relationships and things like that. And I think this also comes down to like my husband and I have many times like physically drawn out something where you're saying like, take some time, like think about it you know, yeah, pro con list, like write out some priorities of like, what are the priorities of you? Or what are the priorities of your family? Or what are the priorities of your all's life? And how does this decision affect those different areas? And like, really weigh that out. Like, is this actually going to provide more time for my family or bring us more resources so we can do more serving opportunities or given different ways? Or is this going to take me away from my family? Or, you know, like all of those things to consider, like, is this growing to grow my marriage? Well, Or is this actually going to be really hard because I'm going to work nights and you're going to work days? Like whatever that may look like, I think those are like tangibles that we really do need to consider. I like that idea of looking at what is important to our family and will this decision either like bring us closer to that goal or pull us further away? Because I think a lot of times we just think about decisions, big or small, as little individual choices, but really they're all intertwined in our life and they create what our daily life looks like. And so even if that is whether you should drive a minivan or not, like thinking through things like that, I mean, it really does affect so much more than the car you get up and drive every day. It affects a lot of things. So These are all really good pieces of advice. Yeah, I think in the notes too, we'll like put some verses that we kind of just like point to in these decision-making times because, you know, we made the joke of like just opening up a Bible and like blindly pointing at verses, but we do want to give you some like actual points of truth that say like God has already ordained like what your life is going to look like, but he does care about like big decisions and small decisions. And so like you know, he considers the sparrows flying in the sky and provides for them. So like he will provide for you. And so that no matter what decision you're making, like he will ultimately take care of you. And there's a few others as well that like, ultimately we are here to like bring him glory. And so we hope some of these verses can also point you back to truth and just provide to you some encouragement in these times of making decisions. Okay, and I just also want to add, you know, when we are seeking out wisdom, we want to make sure that those are fellow Christians. Those are people that have the same goal in mind to for me to be pursuing holiness and not just someone that's telling me things I want to hear or maybe that has a different worldview than I do or maybe doesn't have a biblical knowledge or worldview because that's where I think it can get dangerous. I mean, there's decisions that we can face in life that can lead us down really bad paths and there are sinful decisions we can make that we will have consequences for sin. And so we don't want to say that, you know, whatever choice you make in life, it's all going to be okay 
okay and you're going to be taken care of because there are times where when we get ourselves into messes because of decisions we really make out of the flesh and that's something too we need to be careful of. Yeah, and we need people to call us out in that. You know, earlier in the conversation we talked about like us pointing to verses just like a magic eight ball. Like again, in our show notes, we want to point you guys to some verses that like do point to truth and do point to areas in the Bible where you can like seek some wisdom here. Because I do think like we want to be cautious to not make these decisions out of like haste or out of a desire that is just like from the flesh. And so, you know, we hope that these verses provide encouragement, but also provide some spaces where you can learn more about what does, like God does care about all the details of our lives. And he does, you know, ultimately like provide and satisfy for people who choose to follow him. But like we have a part to play in that and we have a role to make wise decisions, seeking his wisdom and seeking wisdom from other people who are pursuing him as well. Yes. Hey, thanks for going there with us. If you loved what you heard, don't forget to follow along with us at Going There, the podcast. And it also means so much to us if you subscribe to our podcast and shared it with a friend. Talk to you soon. Bye.